This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blood Red podcast. It is coming to you a day late this week on a Saturday because, well, there's been an awful lot of football. I will firstly like to apologise for my slightly unkept hair and hoodie. I'm on about an 11-day hangover. It's Christmas, but I'm loving life. So I'm joined by Ian Doyle, Kiva Neil, and Joe Rimmer. Joe, how are you? But if you're apologising for unkept hair and hoodies, how do you make? How do you think I feel like every single day? You look, always look amazing. I would have apologised on behalf of everyone, but just thought myself will do. All right. Well, I'm fine. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Minus the copious amounts of food and drink. Ian Doyle, how are you? Tired. I'm tired. I'm tired and I'm tired. And I'm not hungry and I'm not thirsty either. Although I've got a nice cup of coffee here that's masquerading as a tea because Joe can't understand simple instructions such as, can I have a coffee please, Joe? Thanks. Well, one person who is still looking as fine as ever, it's Keith Ronell. How are you? Oh, thanks, Connor. Um, do you know what? I'm like, not well, but I'm also like hungover, like, but I'm not well, so I'm like, am I not well? Or like, just really hungover from You're Christmas. really selling this podcast so far, aren't you? Oh, Basically, no, we've got four people who are just like... Ugh. I'm not hungover oh. right now, but hey. I'm just hungover from <laughs> that you. eating a lot of food and drinking. Enough right? about our hangovers yeah. and more about Liverpool Football Club. Ian Doyle, mm. you were at the King Power Stadium, yeah. you saw Liverpool win 4-0. Yeah. Oh my word, what did you make of it? Uh, they were quite good. Uh, has to be said, you know, uh, I've been watching them for a very long time now. And in fact, it was somebody else, because I put a tweet out saying that reminds me of a couple of games from many years ago, but somebody else pointed out and said it, it was like, yeah, we, yeah we got, do you want me to mention that now? Or Not yet. Say, okay, right, Not okay, yet. we don't do that yet. Anyway, Liverpool's performance here was very good. I mean, there wasn't a single player who had a bad game. You know, I know some people might point to Mohamed and Salah and the fact he missed a couple of chances, but the fact is that he kind of just... He wore them down and that's why Liverpool ended up scoring those goals towards the end because basically Leicester were completely knackered. Um, I just think, bear in mind that they went to a team, OK, I know Leicester, funny enough, before the game, I speak to some of the, the, the local press and they were like, I think they've kind of just hit a bit of a, a bump in the road or plateaued, as they like to say, because they'd drawn a home with Norwich and got proper tonk by, by City. Mm-hmm. But not to the extent that Liverpool did. Bear in mind that Liverpool had gone to Qatar and they'd, they'd only arrived back, you know, OK, four, five days earlier, but it was... It turns out that that trip's been great. Not so much the fact that they won the the Club World Cup, but because it was like a different environment. It was sunny eventually. The weather was certainly better overall. Good facilities. It was a bit of a break from the whole, oh no, we need to win absolutely every single game in the Premier League to do this, that and the other. And obviously they've come on with a trophy. So to go into that game and perform the way that they did. I mean, even for the first minute, you could tell, you know, they nearly scored, didn't they? Within one minute. And then Manny had his chance. You know, Trent was putting in, in the shots and... You did feel in the first half where the worry was they've got to take these chances because surely there must be some point where Leicester end up coming coming up with some, you know, doing a few chances of themselves. But it just never happened for them because Liverpool was just completely dominant. And, you know, any game that ends with Virgil van Dijk mowing the lawn then <laughs> suggests that that, you know, that, that is how, that was a, you know, that was a nice image because that showed you how simple it was that, you know, it's hard to. You know, you don't want to get too overexcited with the way Liverpool do it at the moment. But even by their standards, the the game, the win at Leicester, a team that was second, who were the well, we all probably accept that City are probably still the one team that might catch Liverpool. Leicester was still second at the table, and to go there, and it's always a tough ground. They've got Vardy, you know, Madison, all those kind of players, very good players, and win four nil was just it was just ridiculous. And it could have been about ten. They could have won like they absolutely destroyed them. It wasn't even like a, you know. 
sometimes you get four nils where you go, oh, we know that was that was never a four nil, but it was never a four nil because it should have been about ten. The players were absolutely excellent against Leicester, Joe. Um, but I'll come on to a couple more who really stood out above the rest in a minute. But do you think Klopp got his tactics right? Because there's a lot of talk about before the game about how Leicester were going to counter-attack and press with Vardy and be on the last man. But Van Dijk pretty much marked him out of the game and Liverpool all over the pitch just seemed to have the, their number. Yeah, they did. Um, I thought it was so impressive because there's been like big wins where you think Liverpool have been relentless. Think back to like the one at White Hart Lane in the 13-14 season when they swept Tottenham away. And, but it, I, I don't know, Boxing Day just felt like it was all done at a canter. They didn't really seem to... They just moved up the gears when they needed to. And and yeah, none of Leicester's players ever threatened to do it. There wasn't really... And, uh, Vardy, did he hit the side net? And one, he had one, one run, didn't he? That yeah. was it, when he fell yeah. over. No shots on yeah. target. Well, it, it was, it was ne- Liverpool never looked like... Leicester were going to threaten them. So um, it, they were just so in control. So did Klopp get his tactics right? Yeah, I think he probably did. Um, I, I'm being sarcastic. He clearly did. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, as Dolly said, it was it was quite remarkable, wasn't it? I mean, I, I know, I don't think any of us, and this is no disrespect to Leicester, were taking Leicester that seriously as a title challenger. But to go there and to win the way they did, I'm not really surprised City lost because I just feel like the rest of the Premier League must have looked at that and thought, well, you know what? There's an aura about Liverpool now and you, you, I don't think other teams will really believe, City as well, will really believe that they can pull anything back. It's too much, too far and Liverpool are just too good. Yeah, absolutely. Fair enough. Um, Keeve O'Neill, I'll come on again to how, if you think Liverpool have won the Premier League yet or not, but talk to me first about Trent Alexander-Arnold. Can you even say about him? He is remarkable. Obviously, man of the match, phenomenal player. Just reading um, Josh Williams's piece on him then, which is really good. Um, just like how he's a right back, but he's just doing all the things that like a midfielder is doing, and you know he's he sort of changed the role of like I know like over the past ten. 15, 20 years, the fullbacks have been in, in English football, have been players who go forward and help. You know, all the best teams have had the best fullbacks who can contribute to goals. But what he's done, I think, is it 21 assists in 2019, which is just ridiculous. Everything he hits just seems to turn to gold. And then he, he was obviously rewarded with his, his strike, which was, you know, I think it Schmeichel made it look like a better strike, but then it was really a good strike as well. Um, and then obviously doing the Mbappe celebration was just brilliant, wasn't <laughs> it? Um, he's just such an enjoyable player to watch. Liverpool are very lucky to have him. And um, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want him to move into midfield. Although I know that's a, an ongoing debate. I just think you've got the best right back in the world right now. So yeah, keep him where he is and keep him doing great things from that position. Ian Doyle, hmm. you gave Trent Alexander-Arnold. A ten. I did, yes. How many tens have you given out in your time? Maybe was two, that three, four? No, that's four. One of them was storage against Chelsea last season because he literally just came yeah, on and yeah. scored from about 35 yards. So I felt that that should be slightly different. So, so that's almost like an exception. One, he has one, a cheeky one. The other two, I, I, think, I can't remember. Did I give Trent ten against Barcelona? I certainly gave Wijnaldum ten. I may have given a, mm-hmm. I gave two or three tens in that game and I can't did remember... You? Um, Trent may have got 10 then so therefore it becomes the first how many, sep- how many separate games would you have given 10s in then so Barcelona if you've Barcelona the league Barcelona and he, he can't really count the Chelsea one I suppose mm. so that's two games yeah 
I don't, I don't, I don't hand them out willy nilly like somebody who goes to Bournemouth and sees somebody's got a hat trick and then oh, gives so it to excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yes. What was the question? Sorry. Just how good was he? Oh well, yeah. I mean, he <laughs> got ten. ten. I gave him ten. He yeah. couldn't. Have, I mean, it was funny, wasn't it? Because after the game, Klopp was asked about him, and he went, "No, it wasn't a perfect game from him." And then Rogers was asked the same question. He was like, "Oh, he's just absolutely amazing. You know, he's fantastic, brilliant, this, that, and the other." Because it was Rogers that gave him his first senior appearance uh, at Swindon. 2015, remember I was there, yeah. that was the Benteke he made his debut for Liverpool then as well. So if you'd have said then, oh, one of these two is going to become a massive success at Anfield, <laughs> you, would, you wouldn't have picked, you probably wouldn't have picked Trent, unless you were Andy Kelly, which to be fair, he was right all along. Um, but Andy Kelly's been in Trent's corner before he was born. Exactly, yeah, yeah. That, that's a bit con- slightly disconcerting him into the Joseph, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Hospital yeah. Born. Yeah. Oh, um, I was born in Weston Hospital. There you go. So, one, so one of us was a success. <laughs> Let's hope Trent can be too one day. Was he actually uh, born in Wiston? I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I was just guessing, yeah. I don't know. He might have been. I don't know. Was he, what was the other one? I was born in the one that became a pub. Became the, <laughs> became the font. The hospital became a pub. The font in, the font. in town. Yeah, I forgot what it's called now. The font was a hospital. It was. That was where, well, it was there. Uh, anyway. John Lennon was born in there. Yeah, John Lennon. Go. There you go. Two more successes. Yeah, just be careful, just careful when you get to 40. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Trent, yeah, he was very good. Uh, I agree with the, the whole suggestion of him redefining the right-back role. I also agree that there's no need to put him into midfield. I mean, he played there once against Chelsea, didn't he? Which, okay, it was, wasn't even a proper Liverpool team because it was when they were going for that Champions League final. They got beat. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's funny because I thought Trent, when I was out in Qatar, he had a game. I can't, you know, I can't remember which one it was. It must have been the final. Start of the final, he was absolutely amazing. For the first half an hour, he was just incredible against mm. Flamengo. Remember saying that this, I don't think I've ever seen him have a, have a better start to a game. And then he got a little bit involved with the the winger. Which one was he? What was his name? Bruno, Bruno Henrique. Henrique. Yeah. yeah. He was probably their best player and he gave him a bit of a tough time for a little bit. But then he came through it because you know, Liverpool won. Flamengo didn't score. And same thing happened against Leicester. There was one bit in the first half, I think, where he did a good bit of defending where he came across and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was he, great, he, yeah. He it was covered in the end, wasn't it? Well, was it? I think so, yeah. He he, co- he well, he didn't know that, did he? No, so he, no, covered, no. He, he covered it for two, I think he came across two Leicester players. So he managed to, to clear that. I mean, defensively, people don't talk about him a lot because he's he has had one or two rough times. But he's played like when the game against Sané and against Manchester City. He's a much better defender than people yeah, think. Yeah, pe- people say that as yeah. if like good defenders never have... A bad game. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's like, like it is possible, but but the fact that he can do all the other stuff, like I don't think I've ever seen since Gerard. I don't think I've anybody seen pass the ball with such purpose. Everything he hits, mm. it just pings it. Yeah. Everything is just it just looks. And, and the thing is, I know we all after the game you did the stories about Mbappe liked the, the, the yeah, tweets yeah. That, 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 that another website did, and then you had the Mascarino's Mascarano's tweet, that, yeah. which just said Alexander Arnold. Yeah. When you and then if anybody watches match of the day. Every single time Liverpool are on, Gary Lineker absolutely loves him. Loves him yeah. If you've got these former players and current players, never mind what we're saying, they were saying like, oh my God, what a player, he's only 21. Then that's the sign of somebody who, the other professionals, and we're talking top players here with Mascarano and Lineker, that they can just see it straight away and go, what a player he is. And the fact he's only going to get better. And he just looks, feels like he's been there for years, even though... He's actually, it's less than three years since he made his debut. And then that's what he's done in that time. Two two Champions League finals, Super Cup final. um, World Cup semi. World Cup semi, uh, World (laughs) Club Cup. Probably going to win the league this year. Yeah, I mean... He's okay. It's quite an exciting future, only 21. Um, Another young defender who has 
risen his performances, Joe, is another Joe, and that's Joe Gomez. Yeah. And what a timely rise that has been. Two-part question, I think, to this one. Um, one, how lucky have Liverpool been with the way their centre-backs have stepped up? And two, um, do Matip and Lovren walk back into this team? It, we, we seem to ask this question every single time somebody goes out the team, don't we? Do, we? Yeah. I don't think Liverpool are lucky because I think they've got three good defenders and, and they're, you know, they're, they're blessed to have three good defenders who can all come in. Um, Lovren, I still think, is much better than people give him credit for. Matip, after, a, I think, a difficult start to his Liverpool career, came through and now looks great. But Gomez is the one that I think we all probably would feel that is the future there. And um, he's got such great pace. Um and, and he looks good alongside Van Dijk. I'd like to see him stay there. I'd like to see him get a run of games. The, the, the one problem that they've got with the three centre-halves is they seem to get injured a lot. Uh, and I know Gomez has been unlucky. He's had some big injuries. Uh, not, you know, a leg break. Is, yeah. It's not something that you, know, you, you can't, you, you can't suffer from leg breaks, can you? They just happen. So, But I think one of them needs to stay fit and stay there. And I do hope it's Gomez because I think he's the one that for the next 10 years or whatever, yeah, you, he could be. Uh, Liverpool centre half, great player. Yeah, yeah, really do like him. Um, I love. He's so quick, isn't he? There was one. Was there a moment? It was Harvey Barnes. You yeah. all thought it was Jamie Vardy. Yeah, yeah. You were all wrong. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that was Dan Austin's fault. We all yeah, said it was yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So. But he raced through the knee and Gomez just so quick. And and there aren't many forwards in the Premier League that that would be able to beat him in a foot race, would there? So fair play. Yeah, I think him and Van Dijk have such a a good balance between their skills that they have with Gomez's pace and Van Dijk's just kind of... I think, yeah. he's, only, I think yeah. he's only started Incredible. something like four games at centre-back in the Premier League in a year or something stupid like that. Mm. And I think it's only like about... This off the top of my head because I wrote a story a little while back. I think it's in like 25 or 26, something like that, that he's only ever played at centre-back in the Premier League. It's crazy, I think people it? sometimes forget that. That he is... Well, he's been at Liverpool Not for four years now. Yeah, exactly, yeah. How, how many... 22, 23-year-old. How was he? 22. 22, 22. 22. How many 22-year-old centre-arse would they be playing at, at some of the world's top clubs? I mean, I, I, this is off the top of my head, but I can't think of that many that would be playing because I think most centre-arse get better when they mature. Um, you know, Van Dijk, when he was 22, where was he? Still in Holland, at Groningen. So I think I still, we won't see the best of Joe Gomez probably for another three, four years will be so. Which is quite an exciting thing mm. to say. And I think mm. the exciting thing is that he's alongside Alexander-Arnold. These are the future yeah. and mm-hmm. their positions are almost solidified now, which is just amazing. How old's Andy Robertson? He can't be 25. 25, 25, 25 I think, yeah. Exactly. You know, they're young guys, aren't they? And Keeper's young as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, another well. 25 year old. Mm. Yeah, well. Do you, being 20, do you remember being 25? Just about. <laughs> <laughs> Going to come to you about one more player. Um, because I know you predicted the year of 2020 was the year of Firmino. I wasn't you? No, I thought you did Trent, didn't you? You no, said it was going to be Trent. certainly gave her. Was it Mbappe? I thought it was Minamino. It says on the last podcast. You did. The regular listeners of the Lord of the podcast will know. Open the scoring for Liverpool. And again, how great is it that his performances are now starting to rise? He seems to be hitting form at exactly the right time. And, you know, so, so important to Liverpool as well. Yeah, just unreal, obviously. when I'll, I think the Club World Cup is exactly what he needed to just kind of revitalise him in a way because obviously, you know, he wanted to show up against the Latin American sides. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, all of Brazil was pretty much watching the final. Firmino needed to do something to stamp down his mark on, you know, being in that Brazil team for the next few years. And I think, you know, he's an unbelievable option for them. And it's unbelievable to think Liverpool have got this Brazilian fella just... Doing the business, like if you that think Brazilian, well, Brazilian sign is Honestly. incredible for Liverpool. <laughs> Alisson, Fabinho, Firmino. 
And Fabinho has obviously left out the Brazil squad a lot, but I don't think going forward, once he's back from his injury, yeah. Brazil would be stupid not to have him in every game. But back to Firmino, he's he's ridiculous really, isn't he? <laughs> I honestly do think it's going to be his year next year. Just I feel like it just it's come together. He's been at Liverpool, obviously, since 2015 as a... He's... I think, is he the oldest out of them to me, maybe? But I think they're all the same age, aren't they? 28, is he? 28, are they? Yeah. I just think he's got, you know, his work rate's always been there. And Klopp said, didn't he? I think after the Leicester game, you know, journalists were asking about um, Mina hasn't scored and all this. And, you know, which is the, the common question. He hasn't scored before the, the Club World Cup. And then Firmino obviously ran and celebrated with Klopp because of that. I think he must have had a little bit of a, a word. And um, I don't know, he just, he's... I think he embodies everything that this Liverpool team is about and we're very blessed and lucky that obviously he arrived and then Klopp arrived not long after. He was the perfect player. I don't know if Klopp would have eventually signed him, but it just it fell right, didn't it? And mm-hmm. I honestly think he's more important to like to Liverpool, I think, than Salah or Mane, which is a big statement, mm-hmm. but I just think he does so much off the ball, on the ball. He's, he's he's Brazilian and he's brilliant. I hope Birkenhead build their own like Christ the Redeemer, but of Kiva, <laughs> <laughs> giant Kiva on, on like on the banks Just of the Merge. Kiva the Redeemer. But it kind of it, it does have a ring to it. Yeah. Uh, my my only issue with 2020 would be the year of Firmino. Is it suggests that 2019 or 2018 or 2017 weren't the year of Firmino? And the, and the thing is, but even if Firmino goes from now to the end of the season without scoring, you'd still have him in the team every single week because he just makes Liverpool better. Yeah, he doesn't and need to I score, does he? suggesting that he yeah, doesn't need... He, he can not score any goals next year and it'll still be the year of Firmino. There you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good. Um, I'll give a brief mention to Naby Keita because he's coming into four minutes. Superb mm. to see and it's exciting. Mm. Um, but we're going to be here talking about players all day and about how good they are because mm. they were sensational Can we just Nesta. ask one question then? Joseph Rimmer. Are you still worried about Naby Keita? No longer. No longer. I no think longer those worries are gone. I, well, to be fair, it's only been a what? I think five, five games now that he's, he's, he's probably... It feels like the start though, doesn't he, it? He's got, he's, sorry, he's played in... To be fair to him, which, which which games to, to, to be fair to him, before he got injured against Barcelona, oh, yeah, he'd had five out. or six, seven games. Mm. So I almost think it was then that, he, that was where he was unlucky with the injury because yeah. he was already there. And I think he has been very good. The last I, I don't, but I don't think in those games before Barcelona, he, he was as good as he, he is now. He looks a lot stronger. The other night, there was a couple of times where he, he, he held the ball up on the touchline and stuff and... He just, he feels like he, he's adapted to the style now and, and he's a bit more used to his defenders coming in from behind and whacking him and, you know, it, uh, yeah, I thought he looked great the other night and um, he just gives Liverpool something that they don't really have, do they? So it's, it is great to see and and Liverpool with a new dimension going into 2020 is um, is very exciting indeed. It, it was interesting at Leicester, I'm not sure whether you picked up on this watching it on television, but you know the beginning of the second half where Liverpool just dominated for 20 minutes? yeah. yeah. Henderson Van Eldham just went. You know what? You can go off and do your thing now. Yeah. They just they kind of just left left him. It was a bit different towards the end because by the end they were all racing forward yeah. to try and get the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, or whatever. And Cater had gone off by that point, yeah. but he did look like he looked like a player that the other players have started to trust in yeah, as well. Definitely, yeah. and that's a massive difference shot. when you certainly when you're a new player coming in, well, especially when you're that creative yeah. midfielder type. You don't want to need to sit in now. They yeah. just let you go and roam up and play creative balls and things like that. But yes, yeah, exciting 2020 for him for certain. Caters um, 2020? Oh. Could be. Could be. Ian, was yes. this Liverpool's best Premier League performance ever? That's a good shout. Uh, hmm. I don't know. 
is not a very good answer for a podcast, <laughs> is it admittedly. Just performance or away <clears> performance? <throat> Well, they won five 0 at Tottenham, as you said, but yeah. Tottenham weren't particularly and great. Then Tottenham were sent off as well. Yeah, just going to go performance. You'd have to say that to win four 0 at the team who are second, and and the most and, informed team in the Premier League when we when yeah. you go in. I know they lost to City, yeah. but and they've, you know, they're very good at home and they've got the kind of players Vardy who traditionally are right pest for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Although he has now, I think it's four or five games. Last four or five, he's not scored against them now. I think they've worked out to play against him basically. Man, marking with Vardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thought that? Eh? Um, best defender in the world. He's good at stopping forward. Um, yeah, I think. It's got to be up there. I mean, there was a 4-1 at Man United. Admittedly, United had a player sent off, but that was at 3-1, mm-hmm. or, or what was about to be 3-1. I mean... If you remember that 4-1, though, United had a lot of possession and a lot of shots, and they, they didn't go close a lot of times. But, but, that, but that was where Liverpool so, were chasing down yeah. United as well at that point. So that's what made it such a, a big win. I mean, they beat, I mean, they beat Arsenal 5-1, but, 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 then, but then Arsenal, it's Arsenal, isn't it? And it was Anfield. And that's where I think there's a difference between like a thrilling performance. That, that Arsenal 5-1, but Arsenal... You know, I think we, our echo team could probably put a few past Arsenal at that <laughs> at that point. Um, but the, it was thrilling and there was like a 20 minutes of just like the most supreme football. But this was control, wasn't yeah. it? This was like from start to finish, Liverpool just dominating everything. It was Liverpool I, I, I can't remember too many it, of them. It was Liverpool basically saying, we're the best team in the world now. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, basically. It felt like a massive statement to the rest mm. of the Premier League, probably to the rest of Europe, to be honest. Be like, look, it doesn't matter who's coming, who we're playing, where we're going, we are the best. And I don't know if you felt that as well. Yeah, I thought after the game, Klopp has definitely said, like, you are the world champions. That would have been as simply as team talk, you're the world champions, go out there and show it. And they did. Well, Klopp mm. said it wasn't even the best performance they'd had this season in the Premier League. He said, mentioned the City game, which, to be fair, they were very good against Manchester they were very City. Good, yeah. And then he mentioned Arsenal. I just thought Arsenal were. I mean, Arsenal, that's probably... I thought Arsenal played quite well, actually. In the first half, you remember, Arsenal had a few chances as well in the first half. You just never felt like they were ever going to score and you think the firepower they have, the form people were in. I just thought it was just sensational all over from Liverpool, really. I mean, City are better than Leicester, though. That's to be said. True. Like, a lot better than them. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. So, are we agreeing this is the best Premier League performance ever or not? I think it is. It's a difficult one to think about off the top of your head, isn't it? But yeah, it's definitely... It's got to be up there. It would there. definitely be up there. It's got to yeah. be up there, certainly. When they Fine. write the big book of best performances, it'll be there. And I've asked you this already this morning, okay. and I'll come to you first about this again. Right. Is this the best league performance ever? Oh, no. No chance. Um, <laughs> These are the two games you were going to mention earlier. Yes, going to mention, the, uh, there was the 5-0 against Nottingham Forest, which anybody's old enough will remember that one, where Nottingham Forest were, at the time, clearly the second best team. In England, I think Liverpool ended up playing them in the FA Cup semi-final and winning uh, before getting beat by Wimbledon. But and I think it was around. I think yeah, I think it might have actually been like the f- a few days after they beat them in the semi-final. And it was a very close game, but then Liverpool just completely destroyed them five nil. Uh, and there was another one earlier the season, which was you know, earlier in that season, which was eighty seven, eighty eight, which wasn't necessarily Liverpool's best performance, but it was comparative to what happened at Leicester. Well, you had a team, QPR, again, for, for the younger listeners to be like, what, QPR were quite good. It's like, well, yeah, they were actually for, for a couple of years. Um, they were top. Liverpool, had because the cop had collapsed or something, they'd had a few games they had to play in hand. But the drain one? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the QPR came to Liverpool. I remember it because Ian Rush had left for Juventus and he came back to watch them. And John Barnes was, was playing and all this. It's, it's the game where John Barnes scores two, two great goals. Liverpool win 4-0. And it was kind of like slapping them down and saying, look, we're the best team here, not you. And it's like that's what they did to Leicester. But 
you know, people even older than me will talk about beating Tottenham up to 7-0 and stuff yeah, like that. They'll, you know, they'll go to, you know, games like that where Liverpool have just completely destroyed the opposition. And it, But then I think Leicester, uh, Tottenham in that particular game had just come up. It's, it, again, it's, you're thinking that Tottenham had been relegated. They, they just come up with the ad, but they had LZR dealers and, you know, Argentine World Cup winners playing for them. Most of the listeners now are going, who are all these people? No, do you know what? I just yeah. thought I'll give you the opportunity to let everybody know how good Liverpool used to be as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the Premier League era, we were talking about that. Liverpool won the won the league sometimes 11 times in about 18 years or mm. something stupid like that. But it was done in a kind of way where they were the best team and they just grind teams down. There were obviously very good performances amongst that, but because they won so many games, it's hard to remember... You tend to remember the cup ones yeah. and the European ones and stuff like that. You remember they were the big, the bigger wins. But in terms of what they did at Leicester, it is certainly definitely one of the best Premier League performances they've ever had. And we'll only know over time how good it was in terms yeah. of if they win the league this season, everyone will look back to this game and go, that's the way they won it. I'm just thinking back. I think that's the best I've seen Liverpool play in a game start to finish. As I say, the, the, the other games had great spells since the Real Madrid 4-0. Barcelona, Barcelona but that was a different kind of it Barcelona was, it, was different it's yeah. different because Barcelona were winning 3-0 and they, and they uh, had chances yeah. as well didn't they you know Liverpool yeah, were, were just throwing everything it's, and, it's hard to say but, with two legged games because it's they're in the context of the whole 180 minutes yeah. or 210 or but, but the Real Madrid game Liverpool were aggressive they were they were in control Real Madrid didn't have chances they were just swatted aside and, and if you remember that I mean the, they could have won 5 or 6 seven or eight um, against Real Madrid. You remember Torres going round with a little flick and he went round. And you're just talking about overall performances saved. here now. That, yeah, and, and not, yeah. not spell, an overall stuff. Yeah. Minute one till minute 19. The, yeah. the Leicester that, game is one where even people who don't follow Liverpool that well would turned on and watched it and gone, wow, these okay. are good. Yeah. 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 And Maybe it was, it we good. have our bar raised too high then because I was just like, that was good. Like it was, it was a, felt like an easy win. It was a Man City performance in the sense that mm. this kind of stuff that they've done over the last few years where they go to a good team and, and just, just, just completely destroy them yeah. and then you just be like wow to be honest I, I think there was just so much going on wasn't it it was boxing day and it was kind of like it's been so busy that mm. I, I kind of didn't really think about it until a little bit afterwards and then I was like quite good wasn't it I said it outside the first half I thought they were absolutely brilliant and the only problem was that they hadn't scored yeah. and you always have that in the back of your mind when you're talking about it at that point but now you look back and you go the first half they completely destroyed yeah, them yeah. totally well what that performance meant for Liverpool was they were 13 points clear at the top of the Premier League ahead of Leicester <coughs> and 14 points clear of City. But City, of course, had their game to play against Wolves last night. Um, well, for those of you that turned off at 2-0 like me or turned off at 1-0 like Ian, you wouldn't have seen quite the drama that happened in... I didn't turn it on at all. <laughs> the last, but I can certainly tell you City were 2-0 up. The game was a bit mad as it got sent off. Um, Wolves ended up winning 3-2 of an 89th minute winner um, in absolute scenes at the Molyneux Stadium and it means that Liverpool are now 14 points clear of Manchester City they've got a game in hand City have conceded as many goals now as they had all of last season I know Laporte is a massive miss Joe Rimmer have Liverpool won it they won't I know they haven't confirmed the win I don't no. mean that but I know what you mean um, hashtag I've, I've been hurt too many times to, to bring on the Wolves to, um, <laughs> yeah. Bring on the Wolves. I've seen them fall short too many times in my lifetime. You know, I've, I've never seen them properly win a, win a, win a league title. So, um, so I, again, I won't really believe it until Jordan Henderson's got both hands around that trophy. But but looking at it now, you know, if they win their game in hand to go 17. I just can't 
Man City can are our side that can put together the most incredible run. They could win the next you know, nineteen they can, games. They could win yeah. all. Yeah, they yeah. could win yeah. every single game. Certainly, but I just don't see Liverpool losing enough games to let them back into it. Because what would Liverpool have to lose? Four or five games. Fa- I think yeah. it will be five, and it's the, over the last eighty-six league games they've lost five. It's, I, for, for Chelsea, that's seven, the last seven games they've lost five. You know, the, <laughs> if the shoes, if if we were a Man City podcast sitting around, we wouldn't be sitting here saying we'll still win the league. If, if it was any other no, team than Liverpool right. being top yeah. of the table at thirteen points after Boxing Day, with a game in hand, be everyone would be like, game, everyone, yeah. everyone would be like, yeah, it's but, clearly done. Man City were, were twelve points clear, weren't they last yeah. year, like two seasons ago? Yeah. So that everyone was like, and I think Klopp said, oh, it's won now." And Guardiola, yeah, it was that got, when he got, beat United? Yeah, he got, like yeah, got, was... he got like really angry. Went, "It's mm. not finished yet," even yeah. though. He knew it and everybody yeah, else knew it. They won. just needed to get it over the line. I, th- I think, you know, when Arsenal's Invincibles, they were never this far clear. Liverpool have never been this far clear, ever. Mm. No matter how many times they won the league, they've never, ever been this far clear. How are you feeling, Kiva? I don't know. We are in uncharted territory, aren't we? Um, I'm too much of a, I don't know, I can't say it's done, but if this was City, I'd say it's done. Yeah, so, would, yeah. you know, you just don't want to say it because you don't want to jinx it, do you really? But, you know, Liverpool are far, far ahead now. And if they can get that 365 days unbeaten since obviously City last year. I, I'm honestly thinking Liverpool could be the Invincibles 2.0. Like, I, I just can't see who's going to beat them at this point. At the moment. I, I still think they'll lose games, but I just yeah, don't I think, think they'll lose. The, I, I can't see them losing four games. And I think they're too clever and too streetwise now. It's not like they're a side that, relies on defence or attack that, they, they, they can do a bit of everything if, and they'll they, draw games if they, they draw to. seven games then they're still going to win the league yeah it's, yeah. it's like they basically if they finish the season the way they finished it last year which was lose from this point which was lose one and draw five I think it was yeah. then they win it easy mm. that's the point isn't it I think that past league experience that experience against Real Madrid in the Champions League final it's, it's made them incredibly streetwise and mm. I just don't see them doing it again I just don't see them letting this size of a gap slip so I'm going to talk I'm going to ask a hypothetical question and it's going to be, where would you like them to win it? Hang on not a minute. Anfield. Oh, right. I'm not taking part in this. Well, well you don't have to. Nope. I can okay. tell you. I know where I'd like them to win it. If yeah. Man City drops seven points between now and the time that Liverpool go to Goodison Park on March the 14th, <laughs> and if Leicester drop eight and Liverpool win every single game, they'll win it at Goodison. They could win it at the Etihad in April. Um, and if they if they don't get beaten until they go to the Etihad in April, they'll equal Arsenal's 49 unbeaten run. Okay, I'll ask the question then. Go on. I hope they win it at Anfield. I said if not Anfield. But I would like them to win it at Anfield, obviously. If not Anfield, where are they last day of the season? Where are they last day of the season? Newcastle. They're away? Yeah. So what's the home game before that? I'm not sure, but you can't choose Anfield. Why can't I choose Anfield? Anfield is the answer. I want to win it at Anfield. Everyone wants to win it at Anfield. It's just, what away ground would you pick? Well, I want them to win it on the last day of the season with the last kick of the game, having City pulled all these points back. Because because, because yeah, we'll get, always always for the the drama. Is it because we'll get loads of hits on the website soon? Well, that, and if, that, if Liverpool went too early, we won't. My job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, but in all seriousness, it's, I've waited so long for them to win the league. It's a bit of an anti-climax. It should be drama. We should be crying no, on the last day. No, 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 no. It's funny you should say that. I know where you're coming from, but because I was thinking about this, I was thinking about this, but it's like, no, because how much of an anti-climax was it last season, the last game of the season? You want to win it oh, with games. You want to win it. You want to win it. You want to win it with games to go. If Liverpool, let's put it this way, because then they can concentrate on the Champions League final again. <laughs> that that thirty seconds when we all thought they'd won it when Brighton scored was the best thirty seconds of my life. 
and you can you can make all wow. the jokes you want there but that, that was the, the, the yeah. Yeah. you can gauge now yeah yes yes we'll leave that yeah, one there yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah but that yeah. was great 30 seconds <laughs> hopefully hopefully yeah hopefully no one no one from home is watching this <laughs> Samuel I love you but yeah it was, it was, a, it was a wonderful wonderful moment thinking oh they've, they've won it here no they hadn't so yeah hang on so that was even better than when they beat Barcelona when, when let's just presume you're talking about as a Liverpool follower I'm just totally exaggerating but it was good wasn't it <laughs> It was, Istanbul was better. None of yeah. you have answered my question, but anyway. I think you obviously want to win it at Anfield, but I think it would be, it'd be sweet to win it, obviously, in Liverpool. So Goodison Park is an option there, but I just don't think that'd I be think enjoyable. That, no, It'd be the earliest would, no. team ever to win it. No, yeah. it's, it's a long way out. I feel like April 4th at the Etihad. If it's not at Anfield. It's not impossible. That, but the Etihad as a ground, I just don't like it. I try not to say that anyway. It's a bit, it doesn't feel like, you know, where if it was like St. James's Park, it's like a real football stadium, isn't it? Where it feel like the Etihad's a bit bleak of a place, but wouldn't, I wow. mean. <laughs> 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 honestly, as a stadium, I don't you like mean? it. I know yeah? Okay, that's fine then, yeah. I, I just don't like it as a stadium. It just doesn't feel like, you know. I know what I mean. I anyway. Know. But, but, but uh, it would be nice to have like, you know, my Arsenal won it at Old Trafford. When um, when Wiltord jumped over Carnu's arm, they, I mean, Arsenal, I Arsenal have won it at, at, at White Hart Lane, yeah, Old Trafford, and Anfield. Not yeah, and Anfield. We not should bad probably though. ask them. But yeah, yeah. when did they play Arsenal away? Oh, that there is in April, yeah, isn't yeah. it? There you go, right? There Arsenal you go. Is in April, yeah. I think. Emirates. Sorry to go off on a tangent, but does anyone remember when Wiltord jumped over Carnu's hand? That was he jumped, jumped over high. his hand. He jumped very high. Carnu put his hand in there. But anyway, yeah, that that would have been a nice moment. So, yeah, it'd be nice to win somewhere like that. Just to win it, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, enough about the hypotheses. A very real challenge that is coming next is Wolverhampton Wanderers. We've seen what they did to Manchester City. We've seen what can happen. Mm. The Wolves. Bring on the Wolves. Are yeah. you worried? Well, let's put it this way. Liverpool, that last game we just mentioned then, that played against Wolves in the last game of the season. Wolves had about five chances and could easily mm-hmm. have scored. Mm. And I think it was just one of those games where Liverpool kind of got away with the lack of concentration. Wolves beat them in the FA Cup, which admittedly wasn't the first choice Liverpool team. Um, and then when they played actually away at uh, around this time of the year, at, on a Friday night, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah just before Christmas, uh, Liverpool won 2 0. And that was All a tough fireworks. game. And that was, that was better than Leicester's, by the way. Uh, and the ones in Qatar, which weren't very good. Um, the, the Liverpool's performance that day was one where I thought, hang on, they've got a good chance of doing something here this season. I mean, they'd gone, I think they'd only dropped points in three games by that point. But they played really well. And I think they're going to have to play really well against Bulls. Bulls will have to make changes because their players will be completely shattered. And I think it's totally unfair that they've been asked to play two sort of tough games inside 48 hours, which, you know, Klopp said, what did he say? He called it a crime. He did, yeah. That, yeah. So I feel a bit sorry for them then, but Liverpool were in that position a couple of years ago when they played City and then Sunderland away. And even though Liverpool are quite clearly a better, game, better team than Sunderland, they struggled because of the, you know, the fatigue. And I think that's something that will happen with Wolves. Wolves have got some very good players. In fact, some players that Liverpool perhaps might want to have a look at going further, a bit further down the line. But if Klopp doesn't make too many changes and he can't make that many, given the, the players that are available, I think Liverpool should have enough. But it will be a lot tougher than people are thinking. I also think just looking slightly further ahead, the Sheffield United game next Thursday will be incredibly tough as well because of the way Sheffield United play. Yeah, certainly so. Obviously, we'll come on to that next Monday's yes. Blood Red podcast. Um, Wolves have lost their last 15 out of 17 visits to Anfield, Joe. Mm. But this season, they're fifth in the league 
and they are a threat, aren't they? Without a doubt. Yeah, they're a great side. Yeah, I quite like Wolves. Like they've got a lot of players that, to admire. I love um, Raúl Jiménez. I think he's a bit of a like a bit of a poor man's Firmino. Jiménez, yeah, no. quite quite like him. I, mean, I think they he'd... do sing. They did steal the song, didn't they? To... About him, did they? The yeah, they, 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 they've got about three or four they? Liverpool songs that they yeah. sing. Yeah, they were doing, going through them all last night. Just, I, I just thought they were winding up City fans, to be honest. All oh, right, well, they might have been to be fair. <laughs> they were winding up Liverpool fans yeah. in the last game of the season. Well, oh, actually, that's a good point. Fair, actually, yeah, I hate their yeah, fans. That might, if you're a Wolves fan, yeah. just stop it. I, all the feed the scouts. They're, they're one of the worst for that. I really, I really dislike that. But I, I like them as a team. I like their manager, and I, I, they've got some good players. They're attractive he, football. He hates you, by the way. No, no, no. I mean, when I mean you, I mean us, because we're the press. He's got no time. No. I think that's part of the reason. Seriously, now I heard that's part of the reason why Arsenal didn't go after him. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, good manager, good team, good players. Um, I mean, I say this a lot in this podcast, but I'd take a draw. I don't, I don't don't think there's no big deal, is it, at this stage of the season? Just You know, these these are tough games to get through and if Liverpool would draw with balls, I don't think it's the end of the world. But yeah, good side on the counter-attack. Saying all that, Liverpool will beat them because they beat everyone. I think there's more riding on this game than the Leicester game because, yeah, hear me out. Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool, will, face Liverpool noise, will be donning their golden badge for probably the only game of the Premier League ever. So if they lose wearing that badge and Wolves fans go away from Anfield having just beat the world champions, I don't know what kind of effect that has. Liverpool need to lay down another marker like they need to every game. And a draw is just not suitable for the event. I think it'll the Club World Cup will if, be even there. if they lose, it'll make absolutely no difference whatsoever. But mm. I'm just saying, fans going to Anfield, you don't want to see Liverpool get beat by Wolves, do you? Especially wearing that gold, lo- lovely gold crest. Why I say a draw, though, I think good teams at this stage of the season they manage they manage fixtures and they manage fixture lists, and Liverpool will probably make some changes. Wolves will too. It'll probably be a bit of a strange game, and I, and I, I think that's where good teams draw games and, and people don't go crazy they don't lose their minds because they drop two points people go you know what that was a good draw move on to the next one and and, and I, I think Wolves I get what you mean in terms of that, that I think they're a dangerous team and a dangerous fixture to play in this in this fixture list in this um, Christmas fixture list so you know that's why I just think get through it and get through it unscathed it'll be a slog it'll yeah. be a big slog just like next Thursday will be as well sorry to mention it again Connor but I think you have to look at these games as a group and if Liverpool gets seven points from nine, it's, 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 good. Yeah, it's great because it's, it's already seven yeah. points from nine would already open up a bigger gap than they would have had they got on Leicester and Man City because they've already both of those they've already lost. I, th- I think people look at City, don't they? And they look at City last season and the season before and think that they are the benchmark for, win- for winning leagues because they just won every game. But league winning sides like United, like Arsenal, like Chelsea, they'd go away to places and they'd get draws and they'd uh, and they'd, they'd get draws at home when they weren't particularly playing well. They just manage games. I don't think City aren't the side to look at, are they, in terms of that's how you win a league? No, you, certainly not. You win a league like this. I think the first, uh, obviously, we drew to United and that felt like a, a good point, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think the next draw, and if it is Wolves, it'll test the fan base as a whole. How far have we come yeah. to react to a draw? Well, yeah, I feel like it to, might be quite relaxed. They need to get a grip, so to be honest, because they're so far ahead. They, you, they're not going to win every game. They're going to prioritise some things. Mm. They're running out of players, just mentioned that. Yeah. They have only they can only possibly change possibly four. They only had four senior subs on the bench, not counting the keeper. They won't change the keeper. Well, you look back to that United game now, and it looks even better point than it was. I remember at the time thinking... But now you look at it and think, what a great point that was. So to rescue, to, to keep the undefeated streak 
in, well, the, in time, the nature of how know, it happened yeah. as well. well it's yeah. like it's a, we mentioned the storage one yeah. before. That yeah. was the same thing last yeah. season. It, it was a great point, and and I think people should recognise that there are times when you have to draw games and and get through. And, yeah, yeah, fair Don't enough. You well, you've briefly mentioned there about the amount of available players Liverpool mm. have, so I guess it's probably a good time for a team selection for the Wolves. Um, Allison's in goal for me. I just don't see him changing yeah, no, his yeah. great form. I think the back four is going to pick itself as it is constant at the moment just with injuries and things. Oh, yeah, hello. I, I think yeah. if he's going to make it, I think, I think, maybe I think it's going to go 4-2-3-1 is what I think. Okay. I think Shakiri, Shakiri, sorry, comes in. Um, still not to the fence, but you, you crack on. <laughs> but the point, the point being is that he comes in there. Milner won't have to go into the three and can go to one of the fullback positions. And I think it, it's a tough one because... Yeah, I'm going to go left back. Yeah, Milner left back. There you go. Milner left back. Okay, I'm going to go left back for Robertson. I think Milner will play left back in one of these two next next two games. But, yeah, I, but I think for Wolves, you'll keep it safe. I'm not sure if Milner plays at left back at all. Is Robertson... Is he tired? He never seems to be. I think he's still <laughs> he's still at the King Power doing laps. <laughs> Warming down. Yeah. <laughs> so Robertson stays. Fine. Right back Trent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then centre back yeah, is obviously yeah. going with some Van Dyke. Um if you think he's going 43 1, mm. is that you're sticking with that? Yeah, I think there's gonna be some changes, yeah. Okay. So yeah. who's in your two? Well, Henderson's one of them. Mm-hmm. Is he recovered Does from that knee injury? Yeah. Uh he had a knock, didn't he? He's on his shin. Shin. Yeah. It was just a cut, wasn't it? It was just a cut, yeah. Oh, right, okay, fine. Took a whack. Uh, he was complaining afterwards, said he could have stayed on. Uh, I think Lalana might play, you know. I don't know whether, which game Lalana's going to play. I thought Lalana did well when well, he came on against Well, it's coming back to your point about how Sheffield United play. They are compact, they don't really come forward. Well, might, Walls break a bit quicker. Yeah, I suppose so. you so. think Lalana might maybe All right, come I'm going to stick with the Widge then, Wijnaldum. Henderson and Wijnaldum. Okay. Are you sticking 43-1, Joe? Or are you 4-3-3? Uh, 4-3-3. I think he'll play Milner in midfield. So Milner instead of Cater. Yeah, Milner instead of Cater, Henderson, why not? You can't take Cater out right now. I don't think. I thought he might take him out for the Leicester game just to add a bit of brawn to the midfield and a bit of experience. But he's just playing too good to leave out. So he comes in. I think Henderson, obviously, if he's recovered, which it sounds like he is. And Wijnaldum. Well, do I have the deciding casting vote? I think I'll, I'm going to I'm going to go say Henderson. I'm going to say Wijnaldum, and I'm going to say Milner. I think it's your more solid midfield. I think it's your more okay. tried and trusted. Even if you think about it for Don't 60, care. 70 minutes in the game, <laughs> then bring on someone like Kate or bring on someone like Lalana. I just think that is going to be the one he sets up with. Wolves are a threat. They've got threatening quick players, and I think that would be <coughs> the one. So, Wolves will make changes though. They'll have to. Yeah, they will, but I mean, they put I just don't think you can look yeah, at yeah. the way Wolves are playing. And, you know, as I said, they're fifth in, in the Premier League. Um, I think they're a good side. So I think he's going to go for a more stable midfield than one that's going to try and attack from the off and break down Wolves from minute one, personally. Um, so that's two versus one and one. So no, 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 no. I don't care. It's not a popularity contest. Front I'm, three. I'm happy in my own mind with my selection. Front three. three. Well, I'm going with the, the three you and the one. So I'm gonna you, go. carry, you carry I'm on gonna with have, your team. I'm going to have Shakiri on the right, uh, Firmino, uh, Main, and then Sale up front. <laughs> Excellent enunciations. <laughs> yeah. And for you, Jay? Uh, Div. Div for... Mane? Salah. No, Firmino. It's not going to be Firmino 2019, is it? I, I feel like one of them will come out, but I just don't know. I just don't know who to take out. I can't make that decision right now. Jürgen, you'll have to do it. I can't do it. Um, so I'll just play 
the three of them. I'll be a great manager, wouldn't I? Do you know what? You're all playing great. Between yourselves, delegations. Sounds like James Pearce. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The only thing that we knew with James Pearce was he wasn't coming off the pitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'd probably take out Sally. You know, I know he has the moment of gold and brilliance in him, but I just think maybe he's putting a massive shift against Leicester. Played a lot of football. Maybe a little bit tired, and bring him on later in the game. But it's going to be an interesting team section. There certainly will be changes. Um, give me a score prediction, please, Ian Doyle. 2-1, Liverpool. Ibra nil. 3-1, Liverpool. Joe Rimmer. 1-0, Liverpool. 2-0, Liverpool. Don't think Wolves will score. Van Dijk is excellent. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back on Monday when we'll hopefully be talking about another Liverpool win and more points ahead at the top of the Premier League and some more happy days. Have a good rest of your Christmas break, everybody. Thank you for watching and listening. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.